I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, what's up? Sandra here. Just popping in before the episode to let you know about a brand new project that I've got coming out. Please don't mind my voice. I got COVID. Uh, It's the Comedy Festival in Melbourne. It's been a a very fun but also very wild time. Uh, Thankfully, we recorded all the episodes that are going out during Comedy Festival before Comedy Festival even started. So my current illness will not affect uh, this or next week's episodes. But yes, I've got a brand new project to quickly plug. It is the debut full-length album from my musical comedy group, Kegel and Greg. A lot of people say that I sound a lot like Greg. I disagree. I'm merely a producer. I'm not one of the rappers. I'm definitely not one of the rappers. But yes, Kegel and Greg, keep on wondering. The debut album is out April 29th. I'm so excited. You can go check out the brand new single that just dropped on Friday, Me and the Boys. It's out right now on all streaming platforms. You can also check out the single Cheeky Love, which we made with Clue, who guested on this show a couple months ago, uh, late last year. There's a link in the episode description, as well as a sneaky preview coming up in one of the ad slots in this episode. So please check it out. Kegel and Greg, keep them wondering, out April 29th. And here is the very, very wild episode that we did on the movie Driven. Enjoy. Imagine a year when a racing car movie is filmed like the Bourne Identity and it gives me a headache. What year is that, Sandro? The year is 2001. One, 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 one. Hello and welcome to Oldie Butter Goodie, the podcast talking about movies from the year 2001 in the order they came out in. And this week, we're doing a Sylvester Stallone movie uh, called Driven. It's about racing cars and also CGI crashes. My name is Sandro and I'm joined by Zach. I've been driven to the edge of insanity. (laughs) This is... Probably the worst looking movie I think we've ever done. Oh my god. I I can't remember a time... I mean, I think it's happened before in other movies, but this happened a lot in this one where I felt physically ill watching the movie. <laughs> I, think, I think every fourth note that I wrote down was something along the lines of, why do they keep cutting? Just have a long shot. What is going yeah. on? Why? I, I feel ill. It's not. Yeah. It's not good. Who who decided that this would be a good idea? I I found a great strategy for watching this movie though. Mm. I just didn't watch it. I just listened to it for bits. So I apologize if I've missed key plot points <laughs> in this movie. But I I actively just when it started getting all cutty and flashy, I just 
looked away. <laughs> you could tell me what happened in the the race scenes because I tried watching those. They were the best parts of the movie. <laughs> I had no idea what was happening at any point during the races. And I think that's fine, really, because like this movie, look, it's filled with awful characters. Um, it's filled with awful CGI. It's filled mm. with pretty good songs and a handful of really okay racing moments, but also some really bad songs as well. Like, I'm not going to say all the songs are good. (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair. The soundtrack was weird. Oh, it's all over the place. Weird. Because there's, like, the song it starts with made me... It did not jive with me. I wrote down immediately it didn't jive with me, and then with the cutting, the song just added to making me feel nauseous. (laughs) But then later on, they have some, like, good slow tracks. Mm. And it's, like, dramatic music. And I was like, okay, finally, they actually have some good music. And then they go back to the... Like, the weird, upbeat song that they had that made me feel nauseous. And I was like, oh, great. It's amazing how we still haven't done a single good Sylvester Stallone movie. And we've done at least one every year. (laughs) Yeah. Look, we give him his best shot. We let him go loose. And we regret it every time. We'll get into it in a second. Also, it's called Driven. Mm. Bad name. Yeah. Call it, I don't know, I'm a guy and I race cars is a better name than Driven. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, Sandro. There's already four other movies called Driven. There are. There's one that came yeah. out in 2018 that always shows up whenever I try to Google this movie. Yeah, I know. So clearly it must be a good name. <laughs> Otherwise they... It cannot be the fact that just everyone is uncreative. I'd, uh, I'd like to, first off, before we just before we jump into it, uh, thank uh, Sandro personally for just picking the worst film of the year so far. I don't know. Say it isn't so is worse than... The- oh. <laughs> mm, is, is it? it I... Hmm. I think there's moments in Driven that are so bad they're good. There are... There, oh, yeah. There are quite a bit, actually. That's true. Like, every scene with CGI in it was hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. And there's some funny stuff in there as well, like the opening scene... Where what's his name is having an argument with his girlfriend is one of the like the hardest laughs I think I've had watching a movie in a very long time. <laughs> it was so bad. Well, I I probably would have enjoyed it more if it I if it weren't jump cutting up into their face and I felt sick. I actually felt like ill yeah, watching no. that. I was getting nauseous, so I had to like look away. So maybe I would have enjoyed this film more for that that so bad it's good if I wasn't feeling physically nauseous watching the film. You were watching it on, like, your computer, right? So you're a lot closer to the screen. Yeah, I was closer to the screen. I was also late at night. I was ready to go to bed. I, yeah, no, I watched it on the TV. It, it made it a, a little bit more tolerable, but I still felt sick. Mm. Um, but... <laughs> I'm sure, look, it was just a personal experience. Maybe it was the couple of beers that didn't help really make... Oh, yeah, true. I mean, it helped the movie go along, but it did help the nausea. It helped you waste time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the most important thing. Yeah, I'd say probably second worst movie of the year, but when we get to the end of the year, looking back on this one, it might actually take the worst spot. Mm, Who knows? Mm, mm. Anyway. <laughs> I only have fond memories so far. 
Anyway, speaking of worst movies of the year, over on Patreon, uh, we reviewed Woo! Hard Ticket to Hawaii. It's out now. <laughs> give, it a, give it a listen. Ah, uh, it's not that bad, Sandro. Come on, don't be so harsh. I love that movie. It's a great, fun... Yeah, I, it's funny because I was the harsh one on it. <laughs> you were really harsh on it. I, I was having none of it. Although that snake was pretty good. Best snake of the year. It, mm, I don't know. I, I've heard Stallone's snake. Okay, so... <laughs> wakey, wakey, hands off snakey. Yeah, I was there and I was like, why are you giving this film such a hard time? All this movie's about is just a giant cancer rat infested snake and boobs. It's the whole film. That, that is indeed, Sancho, the problem. <laughs> it's the whole film. It was pretty funny. It was fun. Uh, anyway, that's up on... What What, what was it? I, I do my best thinking in the hot tub. That's a line in the movie. Um- <laughs> <laughs> ah, thanks, female lead. Very cool. Anyway, that's up there right now. Uh, on Patreon, let's talk about Driven, and more specifically, the other movies that we could have done instead. All right, so uh, the first movie is Anything Better. Oh, it's, um, what's that any about? of the other options. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, whoops, I, I wrote that down somewhere. Ah, oh, that's my bad. Uh, didn't mean to say that one. Uh, the first movie is The Forsaken. A uh, film trailer editor travels across the Arizona desert and comes across a vampire cult. Probably better. (laughs) That that does sound fun. That does sound fun. Why would you describe your lead character as a film trailer editor? That's like the most, like... (laughs) Because then you could make some really fun creative trailers for the movie. That's a good point. They're all done by the lead character, but I don't know how you'd do them. The Golden Bowl, a period drama about a dad and daughter who get married to two people who turn out to be in a secret relationship with each other. Yeah, 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 yay. Moving swiftly on. (laughs) The One Night at McCool's. Liv Taylor kills her boyfriend and then goes to live with a bartender who falls in love with her as does his cousin and the detectives investigating her case. Oh my, oh my, everyone's in love with her. She's also a killer. Ah, oh, she's a murderer. She's going to murder them all. That, that, that film should be called Black Widow. Ha ha. I hope she doesn't die in the movie. No, wait, hang on. She plays the wasp, right? No, I'm thinking of someone else. Never mind me. <laughs> Town and Country, one of the biggest box office flops of all time. It's about two couples reuniting and funny stuff happens. That's it. Yep, that film lost like 80 million or something. I still think we we should have watched that one. You wanted to watch a rom-com over this? What do you mean? We're boys. We've got to watch movies about fast cars. Yeah, we're men. And you know what? Men stick together. It doesn't matter if there's a race happening. I'm going to turn my my vehicle around and go help, even though I know for a fact that if if anything other than a race car fell into a lake, I would be completely useless in the situation because I have no medical knowledge whatsoever. Well, that's very specific towards something that happens in this movie. <laughs> Wait, oh, this happens in the movie? Oh, I had no idea, Sandro. Yes. I had no idea. The whole time I was watching this, I was 
thinking, man, Ford v Ferrari was a really good movie, and I wish I was rewatching that right now and not this. Mm, mm. It's a good film. What I was thinking was that uh, movies have villains for a reason. This movie has a villain. The villain is nature. <laughs> the laws of gravity. The screenwriter. Ah, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah, he, he was the villain in the movie and outside the movie. <laughs> it was released April 27th. It is directed by Rennie Harling. He's the director of Die Hard 2. Uh, he directed that. He also directed A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, the one where a dog pees fire as a jump scare noise plays. <laughs> the best moment in the whole franchise. It is your favourite moment. You you will not stop. One day I'll I'll watch that and go, all right, Sandra, I've seen that. Yep. It's so funny. Um. <laughs> it's so good. I was laughing so much in Queensland at three in the morning watching that movie. And then Stallone, uh, he also did another Stallone movie called Cliffhanger, where they're on a cliff. Yeah, Stallone's done a few movies. Um... Some of them are really good. Wasn't that trucker one we did that was just, like, real steel? That was last year, yeah. Yeah, didn't he write that? He writes most of the stuff he does. He wrote that rhinestone movie where he has to sing with Dolly Parton. Oh, right. Remember that? We've actually just watched Stallone written... Look, I feel like people shouldn't allow Stallone to write the movies. Um, he wrote Rocky. Rocky's good. Rocky is good, actually. Did he write Creed? I don't know. I don't know. We just have a bad record with poor Stallone. We do. And uh, we need to watch Rocky at some point. Yeah. Because I'm starting I'm starting to lose faith in my old boy Stallone. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So he wrote this. So Sylvester Stallone wrote this. Um, he didn't come up with the story. He just wrote the screenplay. The story is by these two guys. I couldn't find any information about them, but the script itself is written by Stallone because he said he wrote it when he was making Judge Dredd and he was watching a lot of the Grand Prix and he went, ah, that's a a movie. (laughs) There's a movie there. Yep. He plays a guy called Joe Tanto. Uh, He was already an action star at this point. He's on the way out. In 2001, he's on the way out mm. in terms of the big blockbusters. Uh, he's definitely on the way out. Also in this movie is sex symbol Burt Reynolds as Carl Henry, the the owner of the racing team. He's, he's in a wheelchair. He was probably on set for two days. Mm. He's there and he's like, hey, I was in I was in heaps of westerns. It's me, Burt Reynolds. And Stallone is like, oh, shut up, Burt Reynolds. I'm a bigger star than you. I'm going to punch him in the face, Burt Reynolds. And Batman was like, yeah, but I'm in a wheelchair. That's going to make it look real bad, you <laughs> fucking idiot. And he's like, oh, I'll get you next time, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Burt Reynolds was good in this, I think. Yeah. Well. Well. <laughs> he He's good. The problem is his character is dumb. What do you mean? He's the bad guy. No one's the bad guy. That's the problem. <laughs> Even the ex-wife is somehow not entirely the bad guy. She's just a asshole yeah she was annoying but every time she showed up um the camera would always like introduce her from the chest upwards and i found that very funny every time that she was introduced i was like oh who could this be (laughs) (laughs) anyway 
Kip Pardue plays the youngling, Jimmy Bly. He's in a movie called Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington. He did that before this, got popular, made this, made a movie called Rules of Attraction, and then he disappeared. Where's he gone? He's fine. He's fine. I was going to say, I think I've seen him in something, but it's probably a different actor, so... It's probably Heath Ledger. (laughs) It might be Heath Ledger. Every single, like, 20 to 24-year-old actor in 2001 looked like Heath Ledger. Mm, mm, mm. It's very distracting. Till Schwager is Bo Brandenburg. He's the other racer. He's a German actor. He's in Lara Croft Tomb Raider 2, and he's in Inglorious Bastards, two very different Mm. movies (laughs) quality-wise, but he's in both of those. But I feel like, because he's German, he's got he's got the German villain role Mm -hmm. in, like, every film he ever does. Yep. For the rest of his existence. And therefore, a movie that leans heavily into this is a stereotype, we're making fun of it, would do much better Mm. than, I don't know, other movies that lead into it, but, but, but don't. Was he meant to be German in this movie? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. He was just meant to be the foreign driver, I think. And finally, playing the love interest Sophie is Estella Warren. She's a model and a synchronized swimmer who did a little bit of acting in the early 2000s. (laughs) She's also in Kangaroo Jack, which I think is funny. And Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, which also came out in 2001. Ah. Planet of the Apes and this both got her Worst Actress nominations, but I think she's pretty good. The first scene where she's having the where she's having an argument with German guy was hilariously terrible. But for the rest of the movie, yeah. she's way better than everyone else in this film. Mm. How but Sandra, how would we know that she's a synchronized swim swimmer? Oh, that's a that's a unique skill. We've got to utilize that somehow in the movie. How about we have a scene in the middle of the film where she just does synchronized swimming and we're like, okay. And then we get a close-up <laughs> on her feet for 30 seconds. Mm, why, what? Wait, what was that last bit, Sandro? Nah, it's fine. But you passed off on it, so it's all right. We'll put it in the movie. I- I'm just not going to say what it is again. Yeah, well, I have a certain Pulp Fiction director breathing down my neck, so my hands are tied here. There were so many moments during this movie where I think I said Michael Bay would love this film, but also Quentin Tarantino would love this movie as well because of all the feet. (laughs) They both love it. Anyway, 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score is 33%, 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb, negative all around. Uh, On cinema score, though, the audience ratings at the time of release, it's only... A B minus, which is not too bad. Um, Yeah, look, I I feel like there's worse films out there. Like, say it isn't so. But I enjoyed this the least, I think, of the films that we've watched this year. Uh, So people at the time, and yet, even in 2001, critics were criticising the editing, which makes me feel vindicated. Uh, They also criticised the characters, the terrible ending of the movie, uh, but they all thought that the the race sequences were not too bad. So, cool. Yeah, yeah, the problem is, we're not sports fans either. Do you do watch racing? I watch racing, I love racing. Vroom, vroom, I'm in my mum's car. You know what I mean? I love racing. Yeah, okay, sorry, sorry, yeah, I... 
as someone who hasn't watched any Fast and Furious movies because he you watch Top Gear. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cars. It's not racing. Yeah, that's not racing. And that's that's three Brit- British blokes <laughs> talking shit. That's that show. I don't care about the cars so much. <laughs> I, I want to hear Jeremy Clarkson make some some political jokes. Also, we are recording this uh, the week of the F1 in Melbourne, so I think that's pretty funny. Ah, there that's you go. all tied together. Anyway, this movie cost $94 million. Big ol' expensive movie. Maybe the most expensive one we've done on the show this year so far. 90, wait, 94 mil- They put $94 million into this? Yeah. Holy crap. I thought this was like a, a $5 million production. No, it's got so much CGI in it, and it, yeah. it, it costs a lot to make racetracks. <laughs> I mean, to use racetracks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. None of, neither of those facts are wrong. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it costs lots to make racetracks. They made an entire racetrack for this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think it is the most expensive movie. I wish they movie. spent it on a soundtrack. Ah. Yeah, I think it is the most expensive film that we've done. Monkey Bone would probably come in second at seventy-five million. So this is just slightly more expensive than Monkey Bone. Wow, Monkey Bone was cheaper than that. Uh, Monkey Bone had great visuals. Monkey Bone, yes. it was a bad movie, but it had pretty fantastic visuals. But it wasn't doing terrible CGI. This looks like trash most of the time. Yeah, no, that's wow. That's so bad. What What do you think? Uh, it made worldwide. Uh, I think 60 mil. Mm, you're close. Uh, it made just under 55 million worldwide. Ah, there you go. So still lost a lot of money. Yeah, 30 mil down the drain. Yeah. Uh, there's four taglines and oh boy, have I missed blockbuster taglines. <laughs> oh wow, there's four of them. Here we go. It's been a while since we've had like a proper good lot of tags just thrown in our faces. So I'm ready. Get ready for the race of your life. <laughs> it's pretty average. Mm, the race of my life. Yeah, the race to get out of the theatre. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Imagine watching this in a theatre. I would literally throw up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I definitely would have. <laughs> uh, I, I would have felt... Nau- I probably would have gone to the bathroom, come back, and then when it made me nauseous again... I don't know. I've never left a film. Yeah, no, same. Would I have left this film? Possibly. I don't know why I would go to this film to begin there's, with, There's though. no real reason to go to this. No. Yeah. I, I'll just go see Fast and Furious. Um, The thumbs down. A thumb down for that one. All right. Uh, yep. The second tagline. Welcome to the human race. What? I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's so I've got no answers. Like human race, I honestly that one's a bit more interesting because it is like focused on people and how none of them are really the villains. So, so it is more of a focus on the human race. If it was a better film, that'd be a better tagline. But just because I hate this film, thumbs down. The third tagline is "What drives you?" Still bad. (laughs) It's not good. And the final tagline. Where do you go when you are already on the edge? Wait, that's it? Yeah. I thought that I thought they were gonna tell tell me. No, they don't tell you. You've gotta watch the movie to get the answer. Um, where do you go? Oh, you drive 
uh, race cars on the streets mm. and cause wanton destruction and mayhem everywhere, probably causing like hundreds, if not thousands, of deaths. Mm. That is where you go. <laughs> Bad taglines all round. But we are part of a human race. We live in a human race, Sandro. G'day, Kegel here from Aussie Rap Duo, Kegel and Greg. I write funny songs with my true blue bestie Greg, who sounds a lot like Sandro from the podcast you're listening to right now. This episode of Oldie Butter Goodie is brought to you by our debut album, Keep Em Wondering. It's out April 29th, and here's a sneak preview of one of the songs. Now, Kegel, if other people want to go on a trip, where should they go to? I reckon we tell them, Greg. Times Square, going on a trip. The Anzac Memorial, going on a trip. Battery Park, going on a trip. Union House, going on a trip. Wow, that sounds so good. And it's from Keep Em Wondering, the debut album from Kegel and Greg, coming soon to whatever music platform you use. Oh, I guess we've got to talk about the plot. I guess it's part of our contract. The, the, the what now? Uh, I, I jest. This is very plot heavy. Alright, so it opens with, with uh, uh, like, early 2000s rock funk, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, accepted shit. Uh, oof, oof. I, I did write down, this was the music that really didn't jive with me. Yeah. Specifically, jive is the word I'd use. I don't know if it was bad, but it, it made me feel not okay. A lot of the songs in this movie as well are just kind of rip-offs of popular songs at the time. Mm, mm, mm. There was a track that was just Clint Eastwood by the Gorillas, but bad. Like, that was just one mm. song. It's got the same instruments, it's just not as good. And I'd say I didn't enjoy the upbeat, like, poppy songs. Right. That, like, that had some sort of weird beat in them. That made me feel nauseous, but the rest of the soundtrack was actually fine. I I actually... I don't know if I agree, because we do get the scene very early on where we see the young racer, Jimmy. He's doing really well, and he's at a press conference, and he's having a panic attack. And we get, like, constant cutting, and the camera never stops moving, all to, like... Some garage, like Nirvana style yeah, yeah. rock That's... music. And that made me feel very anxious. And I think that was the point. So maybe it was good. That's I wrote that down. Yeah, that, that one made me feel sick. That yeah. one made me feel sick. And the music wasn't helping. That's great. The movie succeeded. Why? <laughs> I don't know. But it was their choice to make me feel sick. And it made me feel sick. It worked. And even just thinking about it now, I'm starting to feel nauseous. It's quite, so. it's quite bad. Also, uh, lots of ADR in that scene. And just the movie as a whole, most people are dubbed over. I don't know why. And then there's some scenes where they're not dubbed over and you can hear uh, wind constantly in the background of the scene. Mm. I don't think they knew how to record audio. I think... This movie was badly made. And maybe that's where all the money went, because they had to redub the whole film. Yeah, but you see, Sandro, there's 9 million spectators going 250 miles per hour. Is that the spectators going 250 miles per hour? Wait, what? I certainly hope not. Oh, is that Uh, the... 20 races. Yeah. Only one champion. And there's Banderberg. He was the reigning champion, but now Jimmy Bly is catching up. 
Jimmy, why am I watching this movie? <laughs> and so Bandenberg takes it out on his girlfriend, and it's actually one of the funniest scenes where they have this argument, and it's so bad. It is yeah. such a bad scene. <laughs> I was laughing. Like, we're like the- three minutes into the, to the movie, and I'm already just, like, laughing like I'm watching The Room or something. It's so good. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, the camera keeps getting up. In your face, and you can't you can't do anything about it. I'm like, why? Just keep it zoomed out <laughs> on the characters. They have this great starting angle where you see both of them, and they're looking at each other and they're talking. And I'm mm. like, okay, that's a great that's a great shot. That's this thing, and then it goes boom, zoom in your face. You yeah. can see their fucking nostril hairs but it, for this intense scene. But it doesn't scene. just zoom in on their face. It zooms in on their face and then keeps moving around their face. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then cuts away and it's got that other shot. And then cuts back in and then cuts away. Oh. Just stop cutting. <laughs> just have, as you said, as you said, Sandra, just one continuous scene. Yes. The only continuous scene in this movie is the close-up on her feet. That's the only continuous scene in the uh... whole film. Look, it was like a 30-second, one-minute argument that they had. Something like that. Why couldn't that be one shot? Because because we had to capture the humanness of the argument. And, you know, as a human, we're always zooming in on people's faces and constantly moving around, you know? Oh, every day when I walk up to someone, once I start a proper conversation to them, I just get up in their face to look up their nostrils, you know? Who is the cinematographer? It's the same cinematographer who did Spider-Man No Way Home. He's gotten better. <laughs> also, I felt the cinematography of Spider-Man No Way Home was the worst part of that movie. Ah. He did Avatar. My goodness. Yeah, but I also didn't I didn't like Avatar. So No, it's not a good movie. You know what? I'm glad. Nowadays people are saying, "Oh, it was a bad movie." Back in the day when it first came out, everybody was like, "Wow, it's so visually cool." Back in the day, I was like, yeah, it does look good. The The rest of the film is garbage, though. Yeah. I was like, why would I watch this for three hours when I could just go watch Pocahontas? And I, I think I think that was when I really figured out that I was a cinema fucking nerd. Was when I went, but it was bad. I didn't enjoy it so much. And then everybody looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is the greatest film of all time. But now everyone goes back and is like, yeah, that movie was garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not a good movie. I don't think I enjoyed it the first time I watched it either. I think I've seen it maybe three times, though. That being said, I would watch four more sequels, I think. I want to watch the second one because I want to see the water. I want to see yeah. three hours of really coolly animated water. I want to see more hair sex. Yes, underwater, though. All lubed up. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen... We've seen on land hair sex, but have you seen underwater hair sex? Mm. Yeah, so the cinematographer uh, worked with Michael Bay, worked on Avatar, worked on Spider-Man, has gotten better. So maybe it's the director's fault Mm. that this movie looks like garbage. Anyway, uh, Jimmy Blyam, Bandenberg, they do a race, Jimmy loses the race, and so... Uh, the owner of the team, uh, played by Burt Reynolds, is like, we gotta get in the Sylvester Stallone. Yep. What's Sylvester Stallone doing? He's shirtless in a barn, working on a car. Mm. So they bring him in. He's the old soul. The, the, the legend that used to be good, but then he retired. Why? Because he had an accident? 
It's never explained. I mean, they keep hinting that there was an accident or something. Wasn't it his best friend who is now with Stallone's ex-wife had an accident with him? Did he? And maybe they both almost died? I don't know. That was the subtext clues that I was trying to pick up, but I'm not sure if that's actually what happened. I don't think that his, like, best friend nearly died. I thought it was just Stallone that nearly died. Because then later on, the the guy does the same thing where he makes a risky play and then nearly dies, right? So the um, whole idea is that they, they, they've they done the same sort of thing, uh, right? That would make sense, I guess. Yep. Oh, here we go. This is when I start talking about how the movie shot. Uh, right after I wrote down Stallone's working on cars in a shed, I put down this might be the worst shot movie I've ever seen. And then a couple mm. more notes down, I wrote, why doesn't the camera stop moving and cutting? Ah! <laughs> what are you saying, Sajo? You weren't happy with the cinematography of this excellent film? I was pretty sick. Also, I laughed pretty hard at that one scene where we see Jimmy in his trailer playing, like, a racing, like, Grand Prix simulator. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> what is that? The graphics what were, like, bad for 2001. I was very... <laughs> it yeah, was very it, was just, it was just all around, like, a why. Because he's, like, he crashes out at one point. Yeah. And so he's, like, running a simulator for the crash that he had. Do you know why? Why? Because on the GameCube... The Game Boy and PlayStation 2, there was a tie-in video game. <gasps> no! That's why. Really? That's why it's in the movie. What? They made a game for this? It looks... Ah, uh, yeah. No, it's the same game that he plays. It's the same thing. It looks the same. Wow. Wait, so they made a game yep. before they knew that it was a garbage movie. To be honest though, like, I would rather take a mediocre racing game over a bad movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, I mean, it's hard to fail on that. You just spin around in circles. So Stallone does uh, the coin thing. Yes, please explain and this. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not abbreviating on that or anything. I'm not changing the name. They literally in the film call it the coin thing. What a creative name for it. I love the coin thing. Yeah. What is the coin thing? Please explain the coin thing. So so it's this really uh, in-depth, uh, super, super cool, iconic move that Stallone does uh, where he flips some coins onto the track mm. and then runs them over. That's it. He tries to get them embedded in the wheel? Yeah, he catches them in the wheel. Yeah. But he doesn't lose any speed whatsoever by picking them up. Uh, yep. Uh, wh- That's wh- it. Why? I guess it's to show that he's good at racing. Yes. But I thought it was dumb and I laughed a lot. Especially <laughs> yeah, when he's, he's going to drive over all the coins and then he just starts to hum. And we're like, why is he humming? We cut to Burt Reynolds, and Burt Reynolds is like, well, he always hums when he's close to the edge. And someone says, oh, does any other racer do that? No one living. Yeah. Stupid. (laughs) So dumb. I don't think Stallone knows how racing works. It's really dumb. It's like, what, what does this prove? Like... Yeah, sure, he's not losing any speed, and he's specifically picking up with a back wheel on each of them, Mm. which is definitely an impressive bit of skill, but it's like, what? Anybody, literally anyone can run over some coins. 
I disagree. My grandma would not be able to. I think she would. No, she'd run over a dog before she ran over a coin. <laughs> yes, but she'd still run over the coin, though. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many dogs got in the way, Sandro. I feel like you can put three coins on the ground and then your grandmother can roll forward over the coin. Like, it's just like, it doesn't look or very imp- impressive, especially if you CGI the coins. Oh yeah, we've, like, we didn't mention the coins are CGI. And so we see like when the, 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 uh, the racing car is approaching the coin. We see this fake ass coin kind of jittering on the racing track, but before then flying up and hitting the wheel of the uh, of the car. It's really dumb. It looked quite bad, but to be honest, probably the best CGI in the whole movie out of everything else that we see. Yeah. Uh, there's this random reporter lady who shows up and she's meant to be like a love interest for Stallone, except nothing happens. So she's there. Yeah. They don't even get in. They don't even, like, kiss at the end or whatever. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, who would want to kiss Stallone? But also... <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd give Stallone a bit of a snog. Why not? They spent, like, 70, 90 mil on this movie. They could spare me a mil to snog Stallone. If I was... If I was... I would, I would snog Stallone for a million bucks. <laughs> give, give Stallone a big old... Big old kiss on the lips. For a milli? Uh, depends what era of Stallone we're talking about, to be honest. Uh, how much for a bit of tongue? Oh, <laughs> at least 1.3 million. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a lot cheaper than I thought. That's a Look, I'm kissing it for a mil. I'm doing three, four <laughs> mil for, for some tongue at least. <laughs> Um, so, and then there's also Stallone's ex-wife, who is now with this random guy called Memo. This is the worst (laughs) scene in the movie. It's the worst scene in the movie where she's walking through, uh, like, the backstage area of the racing track. And she spots Stallone, walks up to Stallone, and they're already in conversation. She just kind of walks up, and then we cut to like, halfway through the conversation that they filmed but realised was too long for the movie. Because Stallone's already standing there angry in conversation pose. Whereas when she was walking up, he was working on a car. And it's the worst scene in the movie, and it's probably an editing mistake. What? What are you saying? What are you saying, Sandro? The editing throughout the this film is impeccable, though. Now, now we've we've bagged the director, we've bagged, we've bagged the screenwriter, we've bagged we've bagged all of the. Who is the editor? Do we know who edited? Yeah, who this edited film? this? Maybe it's yeah. not actually that. Oh, two people edited it. Steve Gilson and Stuart Levy. I don't know what else they've done. I like I like how we're just getting everyone who's involved in this film and just dragging them through the mud if we can, and, and they deserve it. I think I can't... Oh, no, Stuart Levy also did Snake Eyes. That was the worst shot movie of last year. (gasps) Oh! There we go. It all comes together. What's his name? Stuart Levy. What did Steve... What else has Steve Gilson done? Doesn't look like... Steve Gilson has only done Driven and then episodes of Porn Stars. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I feel well I feel like the 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 that whole like jump cutty thing is meant for porn stars though cuz you have that whole thing it's like this 
is a fake. And then it yeah. goes boom, 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 yeah, boom, yeah, boom. Exactly. Like that's that that that, you know, that makes sense. I feel like his skills weren't wasted there. I agree. He's living his best life. Good on you. Good on him. Good on you, that editor. Not good on you, the editor of Snake Eyes. Because I know what you did. Back to Stallone's ex-wife. Uh, she's with <laughs> Memo. So Memo is Sylvester Stallone's best friend. And we get a line where, where, where he's like, well, what do you mean? If anyone was meant to have your old ride, it should have been your best friend. And I was like, that's a disrespectful thing to say about someone's wife. That's an awful, awful thing to do. Yeah, this guy's a, like a really cool guy. Yeah. Except for the fact that he's banging the guy's ex-wife. Like, what the fuck? Ah, they're in love. Whatever. That's fine, I guess. It's just don't refer to her as a ride. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. No, no. It's just terrible. But, But then he makes it even worse by going, look... If you want, I'll I'll divorce her right now, right here, right now. He does say it's that. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, he dude? Says that. It's very and funny. even even St- well, like it's for the movie, but even Stallone's like very awkwardly like going, no, no, that's fine. Like, no, I divorced her for a reason, mate. <laughs> just... Yeah, yeah. Although it is funny when he goes, he goes, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> like he tries to marry Stallone. Which, uh, that, that, that was funny. That was funny. I like that. So Brandenburg and Sophie have broken up. So Jimmy Bly is like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and get with Sophie because she's the trophy of the movie. What, 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 the, fuck, what the fuck are you doing? The, o- the only reason you would do that is if you were doing it maliciously. Yeah, they're all bad people. <laughs> well, yeah, well, no, but the movie doesn't go, oh, he's doing it to get at the race driver, they'd go, because he falls in love or some bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck you, movie. It's really it's dumb. It's a terrible idea. It's really dumb. And we, like, we get the scenes of them hanging out. The scene of her in the pool is funny. And then she comes out of the pool and he's like, wow, where'd you learn to do all of that synchronized swimming? And Sophie says, I was raised by frogs. Ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stallone wrote that. <laughs> That was funny, though. I liked that line. Was it? Yeah, that was my favourite line of the whole film. Because it was so dumb. (laughs) And then Stallone goes to Brandenburg and is like, Hey, you should get your girl back. Stallone, what are you doing? Like, what is the plan? I I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, he's meant... Well, he's meant to be the guru, right? He's the racing guru. He's got all this wisdom, you know? And so he gives it to everyone. That's that the that's the whole point is he's helping all of the drivers, not just the driver he's supposed to, right? Not just Jimmy, I guess. But also the way that he helps on the track is by um d- doing this controversial move of driving out in front of another driver so that Jimmy can win. Yeah, <laughs> do you remember that part? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's what Carl tells him to do, though, right? Oh, okay. and remember the whole point of that scene was that Stallone didn't like it. Okay, that's good then. Maybe that's the moment when I stop paying attention. Yeah, well, look, look, it's quite easy to miss things. Mm. Um, Carl is an asshole through most of this film, but he, he he gets the wins. That's how he works. But also, he's a nice guy? Question mark. But also, he's a fucking asshole. That's the problem. They needed some like bad people to root against. 
to help me get into this film. Because if this was a better film, I wouldn't need to be helped into the film. Mm. But constantly I needed help getting into this film. I tried, man. I tried, Stallone. I don't know what you mean, though, because in every single race we get at least one crash. The villain of this movie is gravity and nature. <laughs> Gravity's the villain. That is true. Na- well, nature's definitely the villain. Oh, the tree. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, that tree That tree is, a, is, a, is an abomination yeah. against nature. But also, I was, I was just going to say, what this movie needed was more drivers. And hear me out. All of them are just, like, stereotypes. Oh, no. I'm an Italian driver. I drive. Oh, I crash and I die. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. They have, like, one-dimensional characters. Oh, okay, good. So they're not, like, racial stereotypes. They're, no. They're character stereotypes. Well, it's Stallone, so it's hard to tell what he's going to do, you know? <laughs> what the fuck, Sandra? Is that one movie where Rambo teams up with the people that did 9-11? Who knows what Stallone's going to do? Why do you have to bring in Luigi Mario over here into the mix? But uh, what what they need, and it's like maybe they're uh, probably knowing the quality of this movie, it'd be like the fat guy. Um, <laughs> they can't even fit in the racing cars, though. Well, that maybe that's the problem he's dealing with. <laughs> he's got a specially modified car. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's comedy level. No, unfortunately, this movie takes itself too seriously. Mm. Um, No, but what happens is then Stallone goes to these one-note drivers that we get maybe two minutes of screen time on, and he helps them with his pro. Like, we need that scene where he's just helping everyone, you know? That's to get the camaraderie. Unfortunately, we, we only have the camaraderie between, like, three drivers... Nothing really happens aside from when, yes, Stallone is like, you gotta get back with your girl, Mr. German guy. And so he does. And then they get back together at a party. A party that's playing a song that suspiciously sounds like Nickelback, by the way. Brandenburg gets back with Sophie at this party. And the reason for the party is that the party's there to show off brand new prototypes of cars. And so when Sophie is like, hey, Jimmy, I'm getting back together with with the German guy. Jimmy is like... That's that's exactly, he starts crying. And then he does what any sane man would do. He steals a prototype racing car and takes it out onto the streets. Yep, that's how they die. (laughs) It's just like, what? How the, mm, they're not, the the thing is, eventually they get to like the autobahn or whatever. They get to this long tunnel. Like that I could see you surviving with a race car. Yeah. Zooming through. Yeah. If you go on the highway or whatever. But at first they start out in the streets and they're like dodging cars and going underneath trucks and shit. And it's Mm. like, I get this is a movie. It is a movie. And I have to extend my disbelief, but oh my God, would they have died within the first like minute of driving around but they're good drivers on a track where there's no <laughs> they're good drivers on a track and not the street yeah 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 but we get so many good jokes like when they go past a police officer and he's like i'm gonna need some backup yeah yeah i like when they go past uh, a lady and it blows up her skirt so we get a panty shot that was great Oh, that was so funny. I think I wrote down Michael Bay would come in his pants if he saw this <laughs> at that particular moment. Oh. I did, actually. I wrote that down at that particular moment. Oh, you wrote that down verbatim. Wow. But yeah, uh, they then have an argument in the streets in front of everyone with like a helicopter watching them. And then, then it turns into Stallone giving Jimmy a speech where he's like, you've got to have faith. 
Faith, you know, it's like a good disease. It's contagious. And I was like, Stallone? That's too soon, mate. <laughs> yeah, give it like nine plus ten years. Nine, yeah. nine plus ten, twenty-one. Yeah. Um, They're more racing time. This race has got a thunderstorm. Yeah. Is this... No, this isn't the finale. No, it's the second last one, I think. It's the second last race. But it felt like the finale? I don't know. It was weird for me. I'll 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 explain it. I'll explain yeah, it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But first, they have rain, and it's pouring with rain on this track. It is absolutely, absolutely uh, moist to the max. So, uh, uh, yep. I would say that you wouldn't race in this amount of rain. I think that's a fair statement. That was. T- too dangerous, and I am proven correct where multiple cars continuously crash. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't cancel this race. They really should have cancelled the race. I've got a bunch of technical issues with this race. Yeah? Uh, first of all, I don't know if you noticed, but we see POV shots of the races as they're racing. It's like slow-mo yeah. POV shots as in uh, as if you're in the car. Um, and there's CGI rain everywhere. What was that? Yeah, that is the worst yeah. looking thing I think I've ever seen in a movie since Time Cop. My goodness, that was terrible. Yeah, but Time Cop was great. And this movie was garbage. And the other technical issue with this was uh, in classic... You don't have any issues with my statement that Time Cop is great? Mm, I've just accepted it and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. We should revisit Time Cop. Five years, uh, like... <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think in two years, it'll be five years since we reviewed I, that. We should do it. Should do it I think I think we could just remember it as the classic great movie that it is. And there's no need to go and revisit <laughs> that one. And we can move on. So the problem is, this movie is constantly cutting different angles. But the thing is... When it's constantly cutting, you know, the way that movies work is that probably some of those shots that it's cutting to in the middle of this race were filmed on a different day. So this race is constantly being cut around different elements of the track, who's in first, different car POVs, etc. And there is a different level of rain on every single shot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, because they had to wait for it to rain, right? So they yeah. they can only get so many shots in the rain, but still, it's yeah, it's it's bad. It's, 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 very bad. it's like you can't tell how dangerous the racetrack actually is because you don't know how much rain is actually on the track because they keep cutting between different days of shooting. I just remember when I saw it was a lot of rain. I was like, they should have cancelled this race for sure because it is wh- like I I literally went to look up like. How much rain is too much rain mm. for On a racetrack? A racetrack. Yeah. But then I realised I was doing research for this movie <laughs> and I stopped. That's fair enough. Um, that's, that's a good reason to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's like multiple crashes. I mean, they're not the worst looking crashes, actually. They're right. Oh, is the CGI tyre in this one? Or is that the next one? Uh, no, that's in the, that's in the, the finale is the big CGI tire falling out of the sky. I remember because there wasn't any rain. <laughs> okay. Um, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there, I remember there's a crash where a car goes flying through the air mm. and I know that was CGI, but that was the best looking CGI. Yeah. 
because the car wasn't shiny. It was it was more explosiony. It so looked better was... than the rain, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it all goes off the road when <laughs> Memo decides. <laughs> I get it, because they were on the road. Because Memo is there to help Jimmy get into first place. But Memo's like, I can get into first place. And then he goes and does that. But then he flies off the track. Yeah, because he's he was replaced by Stallone for a bit. Because cause they got old Stallone back in gear. And so he's feeling a bit like... They, they don't appreciate him. So what he's going to do is he's going to prove that he's a good driver so they don't replace him again. But then he fucks up. He really does. Because he flips out of control and uh, the car catches on fire and then lands in a lake. No. Yeah. Except, ex- except that, uh, that there was a lake. What? There's a lake next to the track. And the of course, car of that, that's on fire goes into the lake. And starts to leak fuel in the lake. Fair enough. So it it would be really bad if the fire spread to the lake. Yeah. You know, really bad. I mean, it's probably going to happen. Look, this is a bad crash. That was a nasty crash. I mean, I'm writing him off as dead already. You know, I'm like, oh, thank God we have some tragic drama in this film where, you know, one of the races dies and it makes them more introspective and they go, man... All our squabbles before, you know, they seem trivial now that we've had a death in our group. Wouldn't that have been a great, like, I mean, sorry, isn't this a great uh, uh, scene in this film that makes you feel emotional now that you know that there's actual stakes in this fucking film and that this isn't just a fucking plot armor filled dumb piece of shit film? Um, there's, There's actual stakes and maybe the villain is the fact that they're uh, races um, in this harsh world of driving where they have to put their life and limb out for the people just for their entertainment. Uh, what movie did you watch? Because in this one, the two main characters go into the lake to save him. No! Oh my god, it didn't happen at all! Jimmy and Banderberg are like, we're gonna go save him! This is so stupid! I was so fucking mad when they did it's this. Very dumb. It's so bad. And also, the, the, the lines of like, well, only Jimmy and Banderberg can save him because the medical cars are having a hard time getting down that hill. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? That doesn't what make any sense. Yeah, okay. So, I can, the thing is, I can excuse the fact that they could get there maybe slightly faster than the rescue crew. Yeah, it's fine. Not that fast, by the way. Not that much faster. The rescue crew's, like, on on hand for this sort of shit, you know? Mm, sure. The racing drive... Because, like, what happens is the crash happens, the car goes flying, the car in front of him is going 250 miles per hour. It's going to be halfway down the track before the guy even notices that the other guy's crashed. Well, they have comms, but... Yeah, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, like, even then, like, it's not going to be relayed to him that fast. Like... I don't know. When I'm crashing, I usually go, Psh, hey, teammates, I'm currently crashing. Uh, my car's on fire. I'm landing in the lake. Just to, you know, really make sure everyone knows. Yeah, but the... the yeah. Um, Even if that takes like 10 seconds, 30 seconds, he's a fucking race car. He's he's zooming away. He's zooming away. He's going to be ages away, is what I'm saying. 
Then he has the thought, oh, I'll turn around the car and go after him. Mm. Okay, what are you going to do? Well, Jimmy, he doesn't care anymore because he lost his girlfriend, right? He lost his girlfriend to the guy that she broke up with originally. So Jimmy's like, I don't care. And then, and then Banderberg, like, he's the one that I'm confused by. The German guy's like, yeah, I'll go help as well. And it's the only moment when he's really nice in the movie. Yeah, but he's also nice to his girlfriend. I don't know. Look, okay, okay. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jimmy McFly McFuckface, whatever the fuck his name is. He, it doesn't, he's not like, oh, I have nothing to lose, nothing to gain, though. Mm. He's just like... I, I've got to save my fellow driver, but it's really dumb because what is he going to do? If it was, let's say, a any injury whatsoever, like he he was impaled by a piece of metal, he was unconscious, like knocked unconscious and like starting to like breathing issues, having a heart attack, like literally any medical emergency, what is the race boy supposed to do? Hmm. Does he have any medical knowledge whatsoever? And in my imaginary scene, like, he, he turns around the car, he drives all the way there, he hops out of the car, he's running, his team is yelling in the air, what the fuck are you doing? Get back in your race car. Um, yeah. he, he runs over there and he finds, like, a bit of metal stuck in the guy and he's like, oh shit, I have no idea what the fuck to do to save this guy's life. And then he like, he's like, oh, I'll get the metal piece out of you. He like pulls the metal piece. And of course, that's not what you're meant to do. You're supposed to leave yeah, it in leave because it in otherwise the... it's going to start bleeding. Yeah. And the driver bleeds out and dies and it's all Jimmy's fault. But, 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 but all they need to do to save him in this movie is just drag him out of the lake before the tree that's on fire crashes into the lake. <laughs> Wait, there's a tree on fire? There's a random tree on fire. Yeah, what? what? This tree, but Sandro, there's something weird about this tree, Sandro. I can't oh, tell what it is. Oh, the tree's made from a computer. It's a computer tree. Oh! Fakest looking tree I've ever seen. It's a CGI fire tree. I love CGI fire tree. I like how they keep cutting to it like... <gasps> The tree's gonna fall on them. The tree's on fire. That was such a funny sequence of events. (laughs) It was so So they have to drag him out of the lake that's filled with gasoline before the tree ignites the lake. And they get him out just in time. The tree falls, big old explosion, (laughs) and they're all fine. They're barely singed because they just made it onto the shore of the lake, even though it would have been really hot because they were right next to a burning lake and an explosion. I'm so glad that there's zero stakes in this film. Zero stakes. And that, uh, you know, I feel nothing at any point. But Jimmy hurt his leg in the event yeah, of that, saving. That's, that is important. That hurt, he hurt little waggy. He hurt his leg. Also, I love the scene where they're all in hospital afterwards and Banderberg, yeah. like, he's fine. He goes up to Jimmy and he's like, hey, man, uh... We did a really brave thing there, saving that guy. Yeah, we did, we did. Uh, I'm sorry, I just, I didn't want to win the championship this way. I hope your leg gets better. And I was like, Vanderberg, read the room! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a dog thing to do, dear me. Well, he's German. Oh, yeah, nah, you're right. That excuses everything. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, German listeners. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he, you know, they're, they're, they're blunt, you know? Yeah, they're, they're sure. a bit more forceful, but also uh, 
Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> what a bad Dumb idea. movie. Dumb movie. Oh my god, it's so dumb. Because like they're they're fine, but yeah, Jimmy Jimmy hurt his leg, so now he can't race, and so so then we get a scene with Stallone and Carl. Oh yeah, Stallone and Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm fucking getting rid of that piece of shit driver. You know, the rookie with unlimited talent who's gone from zero to nothing. That, that has done nothing but consistently race well. I'm going to get rid of him because I don't think he's got the stuff. Even though he didn't do anything risky at all that jeopardized the race at all. All he did no. was be really stupid and get out to save his other driver. In fact, you could say that's a positive quality. But for this reason, I'm getting rid of him. Yeah, and he's going to poach the German guy next season. That's his plan. Yep. Also, we haven't mentioned it, but Jimmy's brother is his manager, and oh, yeah. Jimmy's brother, who's the manager, then for some reason starts to manage the German guy for no reason at all. Well, he's jumping ship, right? He's jumping ship. So he's going to manage the German guy, but Sophia, the girlfriend, calls up Jimmy and is like, hey, just so you know, your brother is now managing my boyfriend, the German guy. And that yeah, makes you. Jimmy go, oh... I need to get out of this hospital and back onto the racetrack to prove something yep. to my brother, I guess. Yeah, well, they they have a fight. The actor who plays the the uh, the brother, I like him because he's in House. Oh, okay. As the uh, the friend of House, um, and he's really good in that. And I think he's a pretty good actor. And and uh, the brother conflict between Jimmy and his brother was probably the only one I really rel- was like, oh, okay, I, I kind of like this because, like, Jimmy's always pushing it. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, the brother's always pushing Jimmy to be the best, but then Jimmy gets sick of him. He tosses him to the side, and then he's like, I put you up here, and now you're tossing me to the side. I'm going to betray you. And I was like, oh, shit, all right. This is a bit of conflict. I'm actually getting in. There's a bit of stakes in this film. This is the only part that doesn't get resolved by the film. Yeah, they don't resolve any of this. See, like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, you're saying that you like this part. And I was here and I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah, but I'm pre- I don't remember that actually being a plot point for the first uh, hour and a half of the movie or the final 10 minutes of the movie. It's only just this yeah. weird 10 minute block in like the final act of the film where it matters. And it was the only bit where I actually was getting into the film. I was like, oh, there's <laughs> drama. There's stakes. Yeah. There's stakes in this film, Sandro. No, there isn't. There's no stakes. This is the only, this is the only conflict in the like entire movie that doesn't get resolved. And it was the only one I was invested in. Oh, uh, they don't resolve Stallone and his ex-wife. That's the other one that they don't resolve. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. But I didn't give a shit about that. So anyway, Jimmy is like, let me race Burt Reynolds. And Burt Reynolds says, I will let you race if you jump up and down on your back foot ten times to see if you can handle pressure. I'm doing my own tests. This isn't a regulation thing that all racers do. It's just me who's making you do this because I'm a dick. What? So Jimmy what? jumps up and down on his broken leg. What? To see if he can handle pressure. What? Part of the movie. What the fuck is going on? Such a dumb scene. We just saw a scene where Carl was adamant that he's cutting this rookie. He's like, he's not got the stuff. And then, like, immediately in the next scene, he's like, all right, well, if you can do these things, you're back in. 
I was like, what? Wait, that whole dramatic scene earlier where I was like, why is that guy cutting him? Doesn't even matter because he's not actually cutting him because we're just having the scene where they test out this guy's leg. Like, yeah, I get the whole thing is he's like, he's testing the resolve of the, the guy and he's like, he jumps on his sore foot several times and you can see the pain in his face, you know, but then he makes it and then you're like, yay, he did it. I think, here's what I think happened. Stallone knows how boxing works and how you've got to fight through the pain of boxing. But Stallone mm. doesn't know how racing works. And so he was like, sure, you got to fight through the pain of racing as well. I'll put that in my movie. I think that's what happened. So that way it doesn't make any fucking sense. Anyway, it's the, it's time for the final race, but first they've got to suit up for three minutes. It's a three-minute scene with this song, and the song's all right, but it takes them three minutes to suit up. The film just stops for like a, a music video. I was so pissed. By the way, I thought the movie was going to end after the race crash, mm. right? That felt like an ending of the movie to me. I thought the movie was over. I was like, well, at least this movie's over because they're all in the hospital. They're sort of resolving their conflicts. It's like the German guy's like, I didn't want to win the race anyway like this. You know, I thought that was the end of the movie, by the way. No, it's not. And then it kept going and I checked the time and there's another half an hour on this movie. And I went, fuck. (laughs) It's pretty bad. But like... Yes, it's half an hour. The race is all right, but it just takes so long to get to that race. Here's the thing. So so in my head, I was already going, fuck, this is an extra half an hour long. And then we had this like three minute long scene of everyone suiting up. We get all these cuts of these different drivers. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh yeah, we see one random driver. He's talking to his kid. We haven't seen this driver before. And now we're meant to care about this driver and the driver's kid who's like, be safe, dad. I'm like, I don't care about any of this. Well, yeah, it's it's not that it's not just that driver. We get like shots of all these different random drivers. Yeah, all of them. Like it's like it's like racing is about the people and all that. Like where was this earlier in the movie? Yeah, we just have this now. It's so dumb. I was like, what the fuck is going on? No wonder this film's a fucking hour and 50 minutes if you fill it full of this fucking montage shit. And the other thing as well, the other thing as well that makes it even worse is they set up all these drivers. Like, you've got to care about all the drivers. Mm. But the race is filled with crashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's brutal. And so all these drivers just get maimed. Just don't think about it too much. Just little little Timmy's not getting his dad back at the end of this film. It's, it's awful. <laughs> Little Timmy's dad dies. But anyway, the race is pretty good. I liked this race a lot. It was good fun. <laughs> I liked uh, that CGI tire. <laughs> CGI that tire. CGI tire was pretty great. Flies up into to the audience and kills an audience member. Oh, uh, do you know what would have made that CGI tire better, though? If it was a movie about a sentient tire going around murdering people. Not what I was gonna say. No. But definitely better than what I was going to say. Mm. What I was going to say was if it was 3D. Oh, yeah. Because you would have that... You you know, oh, there has to be a 3D cut of this film where you have that tyre as it explodes and goes up closer mm. to the camera and it, like, 3D zooms in mm. and then falls down. That'd be pretty slams. sick. That'd be pretty sick. Boy, 3D, that sounds like the future of cinema to me. Ha-ha. Uh, the race is fine. I liked how... 
Jimmy and Stallone, they both start at the back of the race, so they've got to work their way up. That added some interesting stakes to it all. And then they've got to uh, then they've got to take over Bandenberg because he's obviously at the front. They've got to try and take over him. So they work together. Um, yeah, them starting at the back of the race would have been interesting if they weren't the main characters or I already knew for a fact that they were going to get to the front. I mean, look, yes, <laughs> but it makes the race longer if they start at the back. They've got to work together. Uh, they're in the lead sometimes, and they get out of out of the lead. It's a very kind of head in head sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's that this sort of battle between the rookie and the German mm. um, champion, and they're they're like battling it out in first. But then the uh, the German gets a, a good lead on the rookie, and the rookie starts uh, choking. So then Stallone starts humming, and he takes the lead. Uh, so that he can push the German guy back towards Jimmy so that now they are neck and neck so that the German guy loses his lead and then Stallone spins out so that he doesn't win. Wind up. Yes. Stallone hums? And he gets the lead? Yes, because he's a magician. What? Did you know? Ah, that's what I wrote down. He he, he uses the power of magic humming <laughs> and fucking somehow gets in front takes of the, the lead. lead. He takes so the lead. So what I think what I think happens is what this movie is trying to do is he uses his magic power of humming and then he like drives super recklessly. Yeah. Which he is does. how he gets in front. He like cuts a corner. And, uh, like, it busts up one of his wheels by doing it, but he, like, doesn't brake or whatever, mm. which is what all the other drivers would have done for that turn. So he, like, manages to get into the lead just by pure, like, non-braking, reckless driving. Pretty much. Wrecks his car, but he manages to slow down the German guy. Yeah, so now that the, the, the German guy and Jimmy can drive next to each other yeah. uh, for the final bit of the race. Constantly throughout this, we keep cutting to the the, the hospitalized guy. You know, the guy banging St- uh, Stallone's... Oh, yeah, we do keep cutting to him. Yeah, um, we keep cutting to him, and he's always disappointed when the rookie loses the lead. But he's like, yay, when the rookie gets into the lead. So you know who to root for because the movie tells you to. That's true. Which is the rookie. Even though even though they've equally raised up the rookie and the German guy, we focus both on them, suddenly now we have to root for the rookie because the movie says so. This is a good point. This is a good point. But but the rookie then starts to hum. Oh my god, what? And so he wins, obviously. The rookie can use humming magic? The rookie's a uh, he, <gasps> he can insane. hum. And so he oh wins. Oh my god! He wins the race by a tiny margin. Yep, he is the power of humming. And Stallone finishes third because he wrote the movie, and you bloody well bet that he's going to place in the final three. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But at the end there, they were just going straight. Yeah. How does the power of humming, does that make you go faster? Because the car hears the humming, and that unlocks, like, nitro. Whoa! <laughs> Yeah, because all cars have nitro that's unlocked by magic humming. Whoa, whoa, excuse? It's the only explanation that I can think of as to why he won through the power of humming (laughs) on a straight where they're both going the same speed. I don't know if nitro is a legal thing in those cars. 
And this is also before Nitro and Fast and Furious, so yeah, I don't know. Man. Yeah, I do. I don't I... know. What? <laughs> so dumb. But anyway, Jimmy won. The German guy's second. He's actually happy he's second. He's like, good on you, Jimmy. And Stallone's third because he wrote the movie. They're all up there on the podium. They're all like, haha, we won, we won. There's a lot of manly love up there. And then it cuts on a freeze frame and fades to black. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> I, I'm so glad it ended on a freeze frame. I just, this movie is so, it's, it's written by people who don't know how racing works, yes. which I think makes it very, very funny. But the problem is, it's also shot awfully. Yeah. And that makes it really hard to watch. It's, it's good in places because they spent $90 million on this thing. Yeah. The crashes looked amazing. But like, otherwise it's really bad. I don't know, man. I was just... I was blown away. I think that this movie could easily be so bad it's good if it was shot better. Yeah. And if it also didn't take itself too seriously. It could have been so bad it's good, but, you know. If the the editing wasn't so garbage that it made it unwatchable at some times... The editing and the cinematography. Let's not let the cinematographer get off (laughs) scot-free. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If it was more like that starting, like, conflict, where it's just like, you're leaving me! (laughs) And it's like, this is my life. (laughs) If the whole movie was just that breakup scene. Like, if it was more dramatic, garbage like that, like the whole film, then it would have been so bad it's good. Yeah, for sure. But um, it wasn't. Um, I can see people enjoying this, but personally, I thought, just like you... It's not very good. Uh, But is it so bad that it gets an award? I would love to give this movie an award. I would like to give this the Nauseous Award. Oh. Yeah, because not only did it actively make me feel nauseous, but it's also really bad that it might make you feel nauseous. That's what I'd like to propose for it. So for brand new listeners, out of an oldie or a goodie, we're giving this an oldie, but we're also giving it an award because we like making lots of really dumb awards. Yes. (laughs) And I know we've done a lot already, Sandro, but I really want to give this an award and I really would like to give it the Nauseous Award. It gets the Nauseous Award, yeah. And I feel like that's the Nauseous Award is actually fine. We can use the Nauseous on other movies. They make us feel nauseous. Driven gets the Nauseous Award. Congratulations, Driven. Good work. Yeah, well done, well done. A round of applause for you, Driven. A golf clap. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. So what are you going to listen to now? You could browse endless podcast lists and take a shot. 
You could ask your mates and wait for no one to reply. Or you could listen to us, your friendly castologists, the professional pickers of all things podcast. Zane, Nick and Liz listen to all the things so you don't have to and find the best podcast that should be on your radar. Every Monday we're coming at you with three hand-picked podcast recommendations. Then we review each other's selections so you know what's really good. Will we always agree with each other's picks? Yeah, probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know how that's how reviews work. You got this. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Anyway, uh, it's time to do crossover segments. Crossovers. <gasps> crossover segments. Because it's oh 2001. Boy. No one cares about sequels anymore. We only care about crossovers. Yeah, they they never did sequels again after 2001. No. Not, not, not a single shitty sequel was ever made. None. Uh, I've got a random number generator. Uh, it's going to generate a random number. Whoa, I know. Crazy idea, right? That's pretty rad. That random number is going to correspond with an episode number that we've done, and we're going to make a crossover between this movie and the movie we covered on that episode. I'm going to generate a number right now. It's number 35. 35. Whoa, that's a small number. All right. I swear, if, if it's three ninjas again... I hope it's three ninjas. Honestly, I cannot wait for the three ninjas to crash and burn. Oh, no. No, not this one. Not this movie. Uh-oh. All right. So it's another one of those ones where uh, I only remember the movie because of the uh, image that pops up when I have a look at what the episode was. Mm, I might have to Google this. You're going to have to. Well, well, first, I want you to try and guess what the movie was about just based off your memory. Okay. All right. I'm not Googling. I'm not touching. Episode 35, the movie that we are going to be crossing over with Driven, is called Milk Money. Milk Money, Milk Money, Milk Money, Milk Money. Oh, this is with the kids, right? Yeah, yeah, it's got kids. I remember there was kids and they were doing something that wasn't... Wasn't they... They were hiring a prostitute, right? Yeah. With Milk Money, yeah! They were hiring a prostitute to be their mum. <laughs> yeah! Oh my god. Okay, wait. Now I need to Google it to try and remember the film. <laughs> that is the episode. That is the movie Milk Money, episode thirty-five. If you want to hear us talk about that film. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. They, they they hire her and then they take it to the the school. Oh yeah. But then the dad falls in love with the prostitute. Yeah. Oh no. That's right. It is the kids hiring a sex worker and making her fall in love with their dad. How do... What is... Uh, okay, so... The kids are back at it again. The kids are back at it again. And this time, they are hiring... Uh, y- y- new sex workers. No, no, not just one. They're hiring a bunch of them because they want to make a racing team. <gasps> of course. They want to make a racing team. So so what happens is they have this whole thing. They're a little older now. Um, yeah. Where, and they... they uh, they want to join a. Uh, they want to make their own race car team, and the race car team is called Sex Drive. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's clever. That's clever. Uh, no, but they like go to the racetrack, right? Yeah. And they want to sign up for the team, and they go, "Well, you need a team of people, all right?" Yeah. And so, so first they watch a race. So we get into the racing mood for the movie. Yeah, the kids are there watching a race, and the race that they're watching is the final race from this movie. The final race from Driven. 
And, and after it, they go, wow, that was so dramatic. We want to make our own team. Yeah. So they're like, what are we going to do? We need we need to get some some a pit crew, but we don't have much money. We can't afford to pay the salaries of regular pit, pit people or whatever. Yeah, because as we know, pit people cost more money than sex workers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Stallone helps them out? Is Stallone like, oh, I'm going to help out your, your team? Nope, Stallone isn't in the movie. Um, so- <laughs> no, okay. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's what they did. Uh, I think Stallone will will be their driver. No, no, I want I want um one of the sex workers is like really into driving. Stallone will coach because they need she she doesn't actually know that much about driving, so they're like we need someone to teach you, and Stallone's like I'll teach you, mm. but only <laughs> if I get. 15 minutes with mm, with the girl. I hate all of this. Oh, no, he's going to teach them the power of humming as well. He teaches them the power of humming. Yeah, yeah of course, of which course. Which is the whole scene. Also, also the pit crew as well, they do, um... They do, like, the car wash thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They do, like, a sexy car wash to fix up the car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and do you dumb. know what happens? That's so dumb. They distract all the other pit crews... And so, so they're actually the first car to leave. Yeah, because all the other drivers are like watching. Yeah, because all everyone else is watching. So even though it's one of the slowest pits, yeah, in racing history, <laughs> it doesn't matter because all the other drivers are worse. All right, next segment. Let's do some reviews. Let's wrap this episode up. All right, it's time. Rotten review. No, that's not it. It's oh, sorry, reviews. That's the obvious jokes. Rotten reviews. Yeah, but I'm just trying to fucking end this episode. You know, I'm fucking done. So this is the part of the show where I get the reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, but not the critic reviews, as we all know, critics are shills. And they loved this movie. Did they? I think you'll find that the audience was more favourable by by at least 20%, if I recall. Yeah. Uh, and we get the scores for the audience. I write them down here and I get the little review. Yeah. Sandro doesn't, doesn't know the score, but I'm going to tell him the review and he has to guess the score. I've grabbed five of the best reviews and then added the worst, which is me. I've added my own review. So as a bonus objective, Sandro has to identify which one. I wrote. Excellent. Are you ready? I'm keeping scores. I'm keeping tracks. I'm humming. I'm, I'm going to be humming all throughout this segment. Mm, I'm going to win mm. because I'm a humming. The power of humming. The scores go from 0.5 to 5. They you do. guys can play at home if you like play as well. Play at home if you want. Keep your own scores. Send them in. Oldiebuddygoodypod at gmail.com. Let us know how many points you got. Plug, plug, plug. We won't care. We probably won't even read it. Mm, I'll read it. No, you don't have access to the email account. <laughs> I'll make Sandra give me access. Don't you worry. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Nathan says, man, I'm so glad that that dude screwing Stalvester's ex-wife survived. Two. Two out of five. Ah, 0.5. 0.5. We had Joshua who says, uh, part of this was filmed across the street from me. 
Wow. Oh, there's an exclamation mark there, I should point out. Part of this film was filmed across the street from me. And that's the whole review. Um, yep. I don't know. Uh, I, the, exclamation, the, the exclamation mark would make me think that that's positive, so I'm going to say course, it's it going to be like that's a... That's why I mentioned it. I'm going to say it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a five out of five, because this it's person... It's a two out of five. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that checks out. That's why I mentioned the explanation mark, because it looks really positive. But then he gave it a two out of five. We have Ted, who says, truly a terrible movie. God awful soundtrack. Okay, okay. Um, probably one. One star. Ooh, close again. That's a 0.5. Ah, pe- people really hate this movie. Christopher says, the soundtrack is the only thing worth anything. Okay, okay. Lame movie. That one's one, because it's one positive point is the soundtrack. Oh, but it's 1.5. Oh. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> we have Stuart, who says, this is one of those films that's so bad, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like that review. Good work, Stuart. 0.5. <laughs> Yeah, 0.5. That one made me laugh when reading it, so I had to put it in. That one's really good. And then finally, we have the last one. Uh, Daniel says, I have it in my mum's house. (laughs) A copy of the movie? It does not specify. Okay. Does he have Sylvester Stallone in his house? Who knows? Oh, I mean, Sylvester, you know, he did used to film a bit of the pornography, so I would watch out. (laughs) Oh, no. He is the Italian stallion, after all. Uh, is it the tire from that CGI tire seat? Is it the is it the fiery tree? I'm gonna guess this is a three because I don't know. <laughs> it's five out of five. No, of course it is. All right, I think your one was the first one. I think your one is the first one. My one was the first one. The one about the ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that's your one. I've only got one point, so I only get one guess at this. And I'm going to say it's that one. It's the first one. It is that one. It is that one. There we go. Well done. Two points. All right, there we go. That's the episode right there uh, of Driven. What a lot of fun it was ripping that movie apart. If you like yeah. the episode, uh, hopefully you continue to listen. I mean, we got heaps of episodes around. Just follow us in your favorite app. You can also review us in app as well if you want. That really helps out. You you can be like Rebar. Rebar gave us five stars and says, bad take on Comic Sans, but otherwise a great show. <laughs> Comic Sans rules. Yeah, comics. Well, I said it's a great meme font. Comic Sans is great. Yeah, we need you in the podcast to tell us all about. Comic Do you want to get Rebar on the podcast to talk about Comic Sans? I, you know what? Send us your messages on how great Comic Sans is, because I feel like everyone gives Comic Sans a bad rap. Thanks to Reba, though, for the five-star review. If you want to do the same, you can on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. It really helps us out. We are on Instagram, at Pod. Same address on Facebook. Same address on Patreon if you want bonus episodes. Get that bonus episode of Hard Ticket to Hawaii. The next bonus episode, I think, is an 80s teen comedy about raft racing. What? I think the poll for our summer series is, is up as well. So we could be doing Transformers. We could be doing Lord of the Rings. Who knows at this point? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited. And before p- people start complaining, yes, it's winter in Australia, but most of our audience lives in America, so we're calling it the summer series because we're shills. I, yeah, I don't care. 
Um, thanks to Josh Cake, as always, for our theme song. Thanks to That's Not Canon Productions for all the help that they do. It's a, it sounds better to say summer series than winter series. Exactly. It's the SS. It's the summer series, not the, the WS. Are you just saying it's better that we're calling it the SS? No, we're not calling it the SS. We're calling it the Summer Series. It was just an S and an S. <laughs> Shut mm, up, Sajo. Bit sus. <laughs> Links to everything in the episode description. Uh, now it's time for Mr. Racist Boy over here to pick what? the next week's episode. <laughs> well, it's like a ship, you know? You call it the SS uh, Driven. Oh, the USS Driven. The USS Driven, yeah. You've got four options for next week's episode. All right, what am I picking? You've got Carmen, a hip hopera. What? Pardon? It's a hip hopera. Say again? Carmen, a hip hopera. Is that it? It's a hip hop opera. Anyway, it's got Beyonce and a bunch of rappers in a hip hop adaptation of the classic 40s musical Carmen Jones. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very amusing. Mockingbird Don't Sing. It's a biopic based on the life of a modern day feral child called Jeannie. Uh, they changed all the characters' names for the movie, but yeah, it is about a modern-day feral child. Interesting. Under the Sand. French movie about an elderly couple who go on a vacation. The husband goes swimming and never comes back. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. The elderly wife has to try and keep his memory alive. Thank you, French people. Very cool. And your final option is The Mummy Returns. (gasps) The Mummy teams up with the Scorpion King in an adventure film with Rachel Weisz and Brendan Fraser and really bad CGI. The Scorpion King. What? Had the Scorpion King already come out? This is the first appearance of The Rock Scorpion King. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. And then they had the the sequel of the Scorpion. Yeah. Because wasn't the Scorpion King evil? Yeah, he's a bad guy in the first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad guy here, right? Yeah. The Mummy Returns. Well, yeah, anyway, I have to pick The Mummy Returns, obviously. You do, of course, of course. I think, I believe uh, The Mummy Returns was one of the key reasons why we picked 2001. I think it was, yeah. The thing is, though, Mm. you picked it. It is a sequel, uh, Mm. so you probably have got to watch the first one, right? Oh, but Sandro, what? Fun fact. Yeah, I've already watched the Mummy <laughs> several hundred times. It's a good movie, and uh, I I think I watched it late last year as well. So it is very fresh in nice. my memory. Very nice. All I, right. I at at night, Sandro. Every night, I I pick up my framed picture of Brendan Fraser mm. from the Mummy. Mm. Um. And I, I, I kiss it before I go to sleep. And I, and I dream of the scenes in The Mummy. Very nice. So I, f- I, c- I can remember pretty much all of the first film. Excellent. Well, in that case, I guess you don't need to rewatch it. I don't think it'd be necessary for me to watch it. Do, do you remember the first film? I haven't seen the first film in probably upwards of maybe eight years. It's been a while. Really? I haven't revisited those movies in a while. Really? I I am surprised that you haven't watched that in so long. I just don't rewatch movies in general, though. To be honest, it's not. That's you know. that's that's fair. But like the Mummy, though, that's like one of the main reasons I wanted to go watch old films to find oldies but a goodies because the Mummy is an oldie but a goodie. I feel 
The Mummy Returns, though. Yeah. Not as well remembered as the first one, and also the Scorpion King CGI. So I'm very <laughs> yeah, interested yeah. to go back and watch the whole movie, and not just the scene where the Scorpion King comes out of that room and looks like trash. Yeah. Because I've seen that scene a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we've seen that one online a lot. But I, I think I remember they replaced the lead, like, female or something in the second one. That's the third one. They replaced Rachel Weiss in the third one, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of the third one, yeah. The yeah, third yeah. one's the one with yetis and stuff. I remember it not being as bad as everyone said it was. That movie was bad. I remember that one. Hey, may, maybe we, we might do that one on Patreon. Who knows? Anyway, The Mummy returns next week. Also, you've probably noticed uh, we have had, we've, we've had barely any guests on this year. We've had three mm. out of the, like, tw- like 14 movies that we've done. We're going to be having quite a l- lot of guests on over the next month, um, probably starting with The Mummy Returns, because we need to get more people to watch the Scorpion King CGI scene. I feel like that's really important. Oh, absolutely. The more, the merrier. So that's going to be next week. We'll see you then. Let's wrap it up with the best quote from Driven. My favourite quote isn't a quote from the movie, but a quote from my notes. And that quote is, They drive so fast past a woman that her skirt blows up. Michael Bay would come in his pants if he saw this. (laughs) My favourite quote is, Hey, you were incredible out there. And he's like, Yeah, because of her. Wait, what? What was that scene? That that that, <laughs> that, that that is at the very end of the movie where where the lead the the guy who won the race, yeah. the rookie, goes to the German guy and he's like, "You were incredible out there." And the German guy like grabs his girlfriend and is like, "Yeah, cuz of her." And then we cut to her feet. <laughs> ah, no. No. 